with Counselor Mandy Bird. Here, you'll learn practical tools for navigating your losses and hear inspiring real-life stories from courageous people who have moved through their losses and found hope, their own authenticity, and how to give back to the world. And now, your host, Counselor Mandy. Welcome to Finding Hope. I'm Counselor Mandy Bird, and I am so thrilled that you have joined us. And I want you, as you're listening to this episode, I want you to think about sharing this episode with as many people as you know that have experienced loss in life, and that's all of us, because this is going to be an episode that you are not going to want to miss, and you're not going to want your loved ones to miss. So today I have my dear friend and an amazing woman with us, Amanda Taylor. Hey there, Amanda. Hey there, Mandy. And as always, I'm so thrilled to have this woman of excellence as the producer of Finding Hope, Cindy Valero. Hey there, Cindy. Hello. Nice to be here today. And I'm very excited to introduce Amanda as our guest today. And I'll tell you a little bit about her. Amanda Taylor is an entrepreneur, writer, and yoga teacher, and the mother of five amazing daughters. After tragically losing her high school sweetheart and military pilot husband, Neil, in 2012, Amanda found herself suddenly raising her girls alone and smack in the middle of a spiritual awakening. She believes that her grief transformed her and uncovered her life's calling. Amanda has traveled the world with her daughters and blogs about it and their adventures at mommyadventurer.com. She also writes both fiction and nonfiction books and articles. Amanda has an undergraduate degree in both English and psychological neuroscience and a master's degree in creative nonfiction writing. She also is a certified yoga teacher and loves teaching deep stretch and restorative yoga. And Amanda recently enrolled in the Clemson New Farmers Program and has a vision for transforming backyards into food gardens all over the state. I think that's a wonderful vision. And welcome (laughs) to the show. Thank you, you, Cindy. Thank you. Well, Amanda, I'm so thrilled that you um, agreed to be with me today on our show as we are going to discuss initiation. And for our listeners, what I decided to do with season four for um, my and Krista Adi's book, Tears Are the Source of Your Passion, The Power of Authenticity and Grief, is that we wanted to have a companion as as you go through the book, you are going to have the episodes that match the book. So you're going to have the opportunity to have incredible leaders teach you along with me and along with Chris um, about what we're sharing in this book, make it, you know, more alive and, and more real. So here's, here's something that's so incredible about, you know, tonight we're going to be talking about step three, which, which is initiation. And, Amanda, you, for me, um, are just such an incredible example to share with our our listeners around what initiation um, really, really looks like. So before we 
jump into um, your story, I, I want to share these words with you, our listeners, to really get an understanding of what we're saying that um, step three of initiation is, is all about. Um, so think about initiation as a choice for deeper authenticity. You know, that, you know, that this initiation, it's very, what's one thing that's very unique about what Chris and I are sharing and what our, our grief process looks like is, is we're saying that, you know, life is not, and I want to be very clear about this, we're not saying that life, life is teaching us something or inviting us somewhere as though you're a lowly child or student. That's not what we're saying to you. But rather we're saying that, you know, we understand that life happens and that life is. Tragedies, wounds, losses, defeats, painful struggles, and that initiation is the courageous choice that brave, noble-hearted individuals make as a way to creatively respond to and really mine the gold from our wounds and our struggles. Initiation is about bravely choosing to transmute the great challenges and pain and grief into deeper, freer, more graceful and generous authenticity. So it's something where we make a choice, and it's a choice that requires immense strength as well as understanding, you know, the, the graceful, generous, uh, you know, authenticity is, is the purpose of why we're here, you know, and, and that that's the prize that we want to keep our eyes fixed on. And those are some beautiful words from my dear friend um, and sister, Casey Robertson, that I thought she was describing this so powerfully. So, so Amanda, when we, you know, when you and I met, so what's incredible is, you know, you and I met um, shortly after, you know, about a year after you had um, just experienced this incredible, incredible loss in your life. And, um, and I, when I think about initiation, you come to my mind. So I just want to give you an opportunity to start, you know, with, with what, what this step has meant to you and how has it supported you in your journey? Okay. Thank you so much, Brandy. Um, I will try to do it justice because this is such a beautiful, important topic um, for me. <sighs> initiation was this threshold from you know like who I was to who I now was as a single mom of these four little beautiful girls and um before um Neil died we had been married 17 years we were high school sweethearts um we had he went through pilot training with the military and uh ended up being a c-130 pilot and it was hard and we were like there every step of the way and then the girls started coming and it was just we had like this beautiful ideal family you know and i had this vision of this mother and like this life that ultimately completely i had to completely let go of because uh just a few days when neil got home from his third deployment in four years he ended up taking his life after being home just a few days from afghanistan and it completely devastated me to say that my world 
changed is just an understatement. The person that I was was gone that day. And so kind of from those ashes, I had to figure out what do I do now? Because everything I believed to be true was in question. And so I really underwent this deep um, process of just sifting through what was what was true for me now, what was really me, what kind of mom did I have to be now that I was going to be a single mom? And, you know, Neil was the brave one. And Neil was the one with, you know, 50 countries stamped on his passport. And so for me, initiation means just really fully choosing to surrender to the process of transformation, you know, like when you go through these deep traumatic events. So that's what it has meant for me. Yeah, I mean, that that is so... I mean, it's just so incredible. I mean, your story, um, and knowing you, you know, these all these years, I, I just think, and, and watching you um, choose to evolve, I mean, I think that's why you come to my mind is that around initiation and, and is that, you know, again, for our listeners is that, you know, we're, we're not saying that, you know, this is why these great tragedies happen, you know, like we don't, you know, we don't espouse to that, that these horrible things happen to us to teach us lessons. I mean, what that is, you know, what a cruel perspective, you know, but instead, you know, that, you know, life is and life does happen and tragedies happen. We, we see it every day, you know, around around our community, you know, around our state, around our country, around our continent, around our world, around our planet. I mean, we see these losses and tragedies and, you know, it's a choice that we make for deeper authenticity. And that's what I, I, I really saw you go for, you know, um, right. just with a lot of joy and with a lot of um, determination and with a lot of heartbreak and with a lot of grief, you know, right. that you were going to, you know, that, that, that the person that you were died that day also. Yep. And, it, it did. and that she did. You, yeah. Yeah, and that you were not going to, um, that you weren't going to land there. You know, that we, it's this this choice um, that required so much strength, you know, for you to, um, I've heard you say in the past, like, you know, that, that you had, you know, you had to really, you know, decide, you know, how you were going to show up to this. Um, right. So what, what would you say, um, y- you know, when you think about this, it's like making the choice, what, what, what helped you to, to keep, you know, making this choice after you had this, you know, I mean, Neil had, had been serving his country, um, you know, a, a celebrated pilot and you know for him to for himself you know to be in so much pain and to end his life I mean what really you know helped you step by step to to choose um pursuing um 
your own authenticity? That is a great question. Um, I think in the beginning, like in the first few days or the first few weeks, months, you're just in such a deep state of shock that nothing makes yeah. sense. You know, the world, as you know, it is just thrown upside down. But I had these four little girls who were, you know, two, five, six, and nine when he died that yeah. really tethered me to the real world. You know, they had, um, they were there, like they were there and they had to go to school and they had these, like everything. And I had amazing support from my mom and from my church community and from the military as well. But I just remembered in those first few weeks, you know, and I stayed at my mom's house for months afterwards, but just laying there and going, what is my life going to be like? Like, what, what are the options here? You know, my mom had this comment, like a weekend, like, I can't believe that you didn't end up in the hospital, like, for a couple weeks. So I said, is that, was that an option? Nobody told me that was an option, you know, but just <laughs> laying there and thinking, you know, but just kind of laying there thinking, okay, what now? Like, oh my God, I was devastated by Neil's loss. I missed him. I was mad. I was sad. I was so many like conflicting, intense emotions. And then it was like, I had a two-year-old that needed to be taken care of. So for me, the getting out of the bed part and figuring out what's next was because of my girls, you know, and that I did not want their life to be defined by um, what happened to their dad, who I, who I loved. I still love to this day. Like the love that I had for Neil has not diminished in any way. I still, I still feel him every day. Um, he's still part of our family. And like, we've really come, we've really had to learn how to, like pull his memory in and his presence in. And I think that as the years have passed, we've done a good job with that. But in the beginning, like weeks and months, it was about, I didn't want, I didn't want this to define the girls and I wanted them to believe that anything was still possible for them. So that's where my strength came from in the beginning days, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's remarkable, just remarkable. I mean, and I, I'm sure for all of us that are listening that have children, I mean, just how heart wrenching and at the same time, just really resonating with, with what those words of, of, you know, what you've shared around what you wanted, what you wanted for them. And, and I mean, what, what I also, you know, really this, one of the statements from mine and, and Chris Adi's book is that what initiation can do is we have a chance to unearth our deeper sense of authenticity, you know, and that it's, it's, you know, this initiation really, I mean, this step is, you know, we included this step because throughout ancient cultures and philosophies, um, you know, they, all the great worlds, you know, teachings teach about initiation, you know, that we, you know, we have the opportunity when, when heartbreak comes into our lives, you know, and, and I just want to make sure that I'm being very sensitive. I, I don't, I don't want to ever candy coat or, or glorify where people have been victimized or where people have been abused, or where there's been oppressive injustice, you know, um, to, you know, people of color, I, I don't, you know, to um, transgender humans, I, I don't want, 
to ever come across that we're saying, you know, that, that we're glorifying pain where people have truly been oppressed. And um, that is not what, what we're saying. What we're saying is that when loss comes into our lives and grief occur, you know, grief happens to us, even, even when it's, you know, in your situation, something is completely, totally out of your control, you know, right. that we, we can make a choice to discover through that heartbreak, we have to dig for it more right. of our own authentic truth. And, and I really think you're someone that has, has lived that. Right. I agree. Um, so like when, when you say like, it's like to dig for who you really are. Like I felt that so much in those days and I feel like I definitely did suppress a lot of like my adventurous, my crazy, you know, brave side and kind of like let Neil kind of take the reins with that, you know? And so then when it was just me, I really had to dig deep, but when I dug, there was something there, you know, there was something to uncover. And so like the brave grieving that you talk about in the book, you know, when there's like this neglected part of yourself and that it's buried and that grief can kind of uncover that, like that is what happened to me. Absolutely. And so, yeah, you know, I had, I had an experience. The worst thing that had happened to me prior to Neil dying was, our firstborn daughter, Abby, was born um, two months early. And it was really, it was very traumatic at the time. She was three pounds when she was born. She was in the hospital for six weeks. And I got very protective and very, um, like, I didn't want to leave the house. I just wanted to take care of her. I went from this, like, very successful pharmaceutical career to, like, just wanting to just circle the wagon. So I had experienced that before. Like, I knew what closing down felt like because I had done it, you know. And when Neil, but and at the same time, like 9-11 had just happened and I was encouraging Neil to, you know, go for his pilot dreams. And he got into the Air National Guard, like right after 9-11 happened. And um, like, then he was off to pilot training. This was like six months after Abby was born and she was so, still so little. And I really just wanted to like stay at my mom's and not leave the house, you know, but I went. And within just like a few weeks of doing what I thought was impossible, I started feeling like, okay, I can do this. And like my old self started kind of coming back. And, and I had like discussions with the base counselor. It helped having like a neuroscience degree. Like that helped me have a point of reference to figure some of this out. But um, yeah. he told me, he's like, of course that's what happened. You know, you reset your what's possible button. You think something's impossible. You go through this trauma and you get that from like a, something being a three to a 10, you know, and then when you have success, you kind of reset that. And that's what happened. So some unconscious level, I had that experience in the back of my mind when I started going through all this with like mm-hmm. dealing with Neil dying and planning the funeral. And so I was sitting there in my mom's kitchen, like writing out this God awful list of like the funeral plans and, you know, what we were going to do. And I literally put like, it was like, down the list. I was like, I'm climbing a mountain. I had nothing to do with anything else I was planning. And mm-hmm. it was like this like lifeline that was thrown to me, you know, do something that you've always wanted to do that you were too scared to do. 
and see what happens. And that kind of is what guided me in those first months of grief, you know, just saying, yes, okay, this scares the shit out of me, but I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to trust myself and let's see what happens, you know? Mm. And mm-hmm. that's what, that's what happened when I took Abby to Paris, you know, like just a few months after Neil died, um, I asked her what she wanted to do for her 10th birthday. And she said she wanted to see the Mona Lisa. She had just done this Da Vinci mm-hmm. project. And, um, <laughs> I was like, by God, you're going to see the Mona Lisa. I didn't even know what that all entailed. I had never been to Europe at that point. And so just kind of rising up and deciding to say yes and meeting, even in the midst of grieving and being crazy. And like, and I was, I was like in the throes of like really intense grief, but I said yes. And I kept evolving and changing. And that's kind of where, that's what, that's what this process has led me through. So I'm a believer in it. So, you know, one of the things about your story that illustrates so beautifully that I want to highlight for you, our listeners, I I so want you to remember for your own life what Amanda shared is she kept saying yes. You kept saying yes. You kept saying yes to places where, as you've talked about, and I've heard you speak about, Amanda, about being brave. You know, it's like, and that. You allowed, you know, the the Amanda before that allowed Neil to be the adventurer, you know, that you really grabbed a hold of, you know, your own, you know, adventurer within yourself. That was that is very authentic for you and, and allowed that part of you to have expression in the world. And so what I'm saying for you listeners is that you know, is to really trust yourself, to trust that authentic voice within you as you're grieving. I mean, as you are, as you're literally in the intensity and and the throes of your grief to, to trust that inner voice inside of you that is inviting you or encouraging you, you know, to really, to not numb it, because this is what's really key about initiation is that you can numb your feelings. If you numb your feelings, you're going to miss your inner voice. And, and that, I mean, that is the reason that I do this podcast, that I've written this book, that I'm, you know, putting myself on Instagram in these videos and torturing you people is because I don't want anyone myself and anyone to miss out on their own inner voice on their Mm -hmm. own authentic because that authentic voice takes you to your gifts and then your gifts take you to giving back to our beautiful aching world that so so needs you yes that's such a good point yeah it's what you've done so well No, well, so I did, but then there were also times when I did want to numb, you know, and I think you wrote about in the chapter, you know, numbing and then also like the denial of what was going on. You know, I definitely struggled with that. And, you know, just coming back to your, and yoga, thank God I had discovered yoga just like six months before Neil died. I had, you know, synchronistically found yoga, which was so unlike me. I've We've been going to this Baptist church for 10 years prior to that. And I 
like I can't, it was divine intervention that I had found all this. And so I had these tools at my disposal when everything unraveled in my life. But there were times that I absolutely wanted to numb and I wanted to not fully embrace what was happening. And, you know, you never escaped it. Like you, I always had to go, at some, at some points I had to go back and regrieve in some ways when I did that. And so I learned by that process, staying open and, and keeping my heart open and understanding that um, like what was hap- what I was feeling was not always going to be the way that I felt, you know, and just embracing what was in that moment. That was so healing for me, but there were times that I totally shut down and numbed and it just prolonged it. Yeah. So yeah, I just like yeah. when you numb, it's like reach out, have your coping strategies, figure that out because it is going to happen. <laughs> So, well, I mean, I think that, that that's a beautiful human statement is that, you know, we're so tempted to numb. And at times, as you, you know, you're sharing that you, you did, you know, and I that when, when you numbed or when you denied that it, you know, prolonged the process for you. And, and, you know, again, in our humanity, I mean, we're all human and that there are times where, you know, we may slip into numbing or, or, you know, or checking out, but how important it is that we reach out for support and have the, you know, tools at our disposal, as Amanda shared for her, yoga was an incredible lifesaver. Um, oh, and, and journaling, which you mentioned in the chapter as well. You know, I mean, I think it's, it, an important key is to allow our grieving you know, and we talk about this in our book is, you know, to allow our grieving heart to speak to us and, you know, to bravely and intelligently listen to its wisdom. And that's what right. you're talking about around what, what you did in, in this journey that you've been on. Um, I mean, for the last, um, time, amount of time that we have left, I'd love for you to share with our listeners, you know, kind of where you're at now. I mean, you were sharing with me how long it's been now and and yes. Just some of your reflections around that I think will be such a gift for all of us. Okay, of course. So serendipitously it has been um almost a decade since Neil died. And it's we're just a few weeks out from his tenth angel anniversary and um there has been so much that has transpired in that time. And so I went from you know, being the single mom of four kids and we were, we ended up traveling and we traveled the world. Like I was scared to even drive to like Atlanta from Charlotte when this all started. Um, and that kind of transpired that, that actually completely changed into me flying to, you know, Paris with Abby when she was turning 10 and she literally saw the Mona Lisa on her exact 10th birthday and it was beautiful like I followed this kind of guidance the spiritual guidance that we went and we were held the whole time and we still had like bad stuff and good stuff happen but it was like we were in the flow of this like love that was present and you know we ended up we did two month-long road trips you know over the summer um where it was just the girls and I we drove all the way out to um the Grand Canyon, which was amazing. Like I, 
Like I cannot even explain how, like, I never thought I could do something like that. I know it sounds silly kind of, but you know, just the, just like driving these girls out and we did it and we went all over the country. We've been, we've been in 38 states, you know, just us. Um, it was awesome. And, you know, just, and we did yoga and I pulled yoga into the lives and, you know, and I've definitely made some missteps, you know, definitely. But even the missteps were the obstacles kind of redirected me back into the path that I was kind of like meant to be on. Um, and yeah. so here we are almost 10 years out. I have a wonderful partner um, that loves me, loves the girls. We ended up having um, a baby together um, four and a half years ago. And um we're just like, we're living this like really calm, settled, beautiful life. And the girls are thriving. Um, my oldest is at Clemson right now. And it, I don't know, like I'm, I am thankful for the journey and amazed when I look back from this 10 year mark on how far we've come and what all it has involved, you know? So I've grown so much and I have these beautiful five healthy, amazing souls that are, they're all like, they're so far ahead of where I was at their age, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're so, they're, they're so their own people, like to their core, they have this sense of who they are and what they've been through and they're kind and they're generous and they're so smart and so loving and quirky. And so I feel like I've done a good job with keeping their dad's memory alive and they love their dad and they still like we have we have a whole shelf on our live in our library that has um it's all it's not a shrine but it's more just like a place where if they want to come and connect with neil um that yeah. they can come and they've got they've got just this sacred space with their dad and there's like a flight suit and all these memory books and they do it all the time and we have we have created all these rituals which I am such a believer in, you know, and, and you talk about like this step, this step is to me like this threshold, right? You're crossing over, you're saying yes. And you walk through the door and you're into this new space and you're this new person. Right. And we have these smaller thresholds and these smaller, um, you know, spiritual moments all the time where we get invited into this deeper knowing of life. And I feel like the girls and I have, somehow found a way to have these kind of holy, extraordinary, sacred moments. Like, you Mm. know, we go to Neil's grave a few times a year and we like on certain dates and we, you know, spend time there. We like Mark pours out a beer for Neil, you know, and it's the same. (laughs) He does. And it's the same graveyard at the same church where Neil and I got married, you know, almost 30 years ago. And so just like, it's just, I don't know. It's, 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 we have made meaning over something that was so horrific and had made no sense. And so here we are 10 years later and there has, that that's like where we're at. That's where we've landed. Well, Amanda, I, I want to thank you from just the center of my heart, sharing vulnerably sharing your very, um, your very human, powerful, heartbreaking, you know, gorgeous, heroic story. And 
um, I really hope that for all of you that you hear again and again around this step of initiation um, that we make a decision, you know, over, right. over time, by step, we make a choice. And that, and you gave so many beautiful examples, Amanda, of how, you know, you've done that and how you're sharing that with your girls and how it's really bringing, allowing all of you to um, right. really dive into your authenticity because that's why we're here. We're here to that's bring, right. you know, to discover who we are and to bring our gifts to the world. Um, so I just love you to death, and I appreciate you so much. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you, you guys. You can find me on Instagram at Counselor Mandy. You can find me on my Facebook, my professional page, and at MandyBird.com. You can find the book on Amazon and MandyBird.com, as well as our Finding Hope podcast on all listening um, platforms. And it would be wonderful if you would like this episode and leave a review. That would be amazing. Thank you again, you guys. We'll see you next time on Finding Hope.